0: to save you you see you didn't go full with it go through the what suicide
1: how'd you know i was gonna come? hey
0: hey who are you i'm an angel a what an angel qualen's Oddbody, as2 <laughs> oh.
1: as2 what's the as2
0: angel's second quest oh i see <laughs> um, what are you crazy well i confess i've been rather distracted for the past few centuries ...due to my failure to acquire my first-class wings. But crazy? Uh-uh. If I do a good job on you, I'll get my wings. Brother, you haven't even got your buttons. <laughs> why don't you tell me your troubles? Oh, no, you're balmy, that's why. Well, then humor me. Do you good to talk. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's about all I have left in life.
1: Just talk about it. Well, Talk. Oh, I was going to knock them dead, I was. I was going to shake the dust of this crummy little town off my feet, and I was going to see the world, build things, do things, travel the Taj Mahal and Silken and Samarkand and the moon pools of the East and Everest and the deep Aegean. Yeah, pipe dreams. Why? Well, my deaf ear, for one thing.
0: Oh, that was when Howie, your kid brother, fell through the ice back in 1919.
1: I jumped in to save him. I... Hey, wh- how'd you know that? I wet it in the Gabriel Dale Trumpets. trumpet. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, I got an ear infection. It was weeks before I could go back running errands at the Gower drugstore. So what does Goward do? He hits me in my bad ear. Why? Well, he just heard about his son. He died in college from typhoid... Gower had been drinking. I wouldn't deliver some medicine for Mrs. Blaine's little girl because the bottle he took it out of was marked poison.
0: Dear, dear.
1: Well, Doc Gower smacked my bad ear, and I guess I cried. But I finally made him understand his mistake. Um, was Doc Gower grateful? Well, he cried. Ah. Eleven years later, he... Bought me a fine set of pigskin luggage to take on my world trip.
0: Oh, then you did go away.
1: There was a girl in town named Mary. We'd grown up together, and she was engaged to Sam Wainwright. I had an hour or so before train time, and I stopped over
0: Mary's house. To take well, George, just think, after all these years and all your planning and saving and wishing, you're going to realize your great ambition.
1: This is the most exciting day of my life, Mary.
0: I'll... We'll... We'll miss you terribly in Bedford Falls.
1: Well, I'll only be away a year. Well,
0: You'll write, won't you?
1: I'll send you a golden apple from the Garden of the East for your wedding present.
0: Thanks. I'll make golden apple sauce out of it.
1: What's the matter? What, did I say something wrong? Hey. Hey, hey, the doorbell's
0: ringing. I know the doorbell's ringing. Don't you sneak away, George Betty. I want to talk to you.
2: Mary, I'm looking for George. Uncle Billy, what brings you over here to Mary's? <laughs> George, your father's just had a bad stroke. Oh, no. Dad, what is he? Is... Uh, no, but I don't think you'd better start on your trip, George. And not just now, anyhow.
1: Well, go on, George. Well, Dad was gone that same night. That gave old man Potter his chance.
0: Old man
2: Potter?
1: Yeah, richest man in town, a banker, a big stockholder in our loan company. We'd always fought Potter on a lot of issues, and now he wanted the loan company to dissolve so he could rule the roost in Bedford Falls. Potter and I had it out a week after father died, right in the boardroom, alone. Just a minute there, Potter. Now just hold on here just a minute. I admit that in the 25 years since Father and Uncle Billy here started this loan company, we didn't make any money. I admit that. But who gave the low-income people in this town decent homes to live in, huh? You did? Yes, Mr. Potter, we did. Who built Bailey Park of model dwellings where you wanted to put poor cemetery? You did. That's right, we did. We gave this town those things. We gave
2: Bedford Falls and its There's citizens. What's the trouble with you Baileys. You gave everything. No wonder you never made any money. What's galling you, Potter, is... Mr. Potter to you, oh, Bailey. My nephew is Mr. Bailey to you, Potter. Your nephew is wet behind the ears, you mindless fool. Don't say that again. Say that again. Just keep out of this, Uncle Billy. I'll handle Potter. Mr. Potter to Stripling. What's
1: eating you is that you can't gain control of this loan company, Mr. Potter. Hmm. It's up to this board to decide what to do about the company now that Father's gone. But if I can do anything to help keep Bailey Park a reality and to keep Potter from making people crawl to him when they need help, just count me in, gentlemen. Count me in. Well, as a result of that speech, the board voted to continue the loan company. If I'd remain as vice president.
0: Goodbye, twipple around the world, huh? Yeah, yeah. At
1: least until brother Harry came home from college to take over for me. Only Harry came home with a wife.
0: Well, that's co education for you.
1: Yeah, yeah. That's, uh... <laughs> but did his wife's father have to give Harry a big job out of town?
0: Oh, I see. Leaving you holding the bag with the loan company.
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: Hey, what, what's that music? that's a church hymn. Whole Hundred. Seems to me Mary sang it that day long ago. Remember? In the church choir. After church you walked Mary home. Remember, George? Remember? Come in for a minute, George. Well, just for a moment. Here, let me take your hat and coat. Mary! Who's that down there with you? It's George Bailey, Mother. What do you want? Well, I don't know. What do you want, George?
1: Me? Uh, Well, not a thing. I just came in to get warm.
0: He's making violent love to me, Mother.
1: Well, tell him to stop. It's Sunday. (laughs) Hey. Hey, now, look here, Mary. I didn't come here to... to, What did you come here? Well, I, I just walked you home. That's all. Lots of girls ogling you at church. Why pick on me? Well, now, listen, Mary, I... Why don't you go home? Well, I
0: will. Thanks. Where's my hat? You got it on. Thanks. You're entirely welcome. Goodbye. Deaf in one ear and blind in both eyes. That's you, George Bailey.
1: Now what's the matter?
0: You ought to see a specialist. You can't even tell when a girl... When the girl you've walked to school with all your life... Oh, go see a big eye, ear, nose, and throat man.
2: Why, Mary...
1: Hey... Hey, Mary, hey, let's go and see a specialist together. Reverend McAllister, big hymn, sermon, and wedding ceremony man, huh? And so you were married, huh, George? Yeah, I had about $2,000 saved, and it looked like, well, it looked like a fine chance to combine that world trip with a honeymoon. What? A little thing called the Great Depression. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there was a run on the loan company started by some false rumors of Potter's. The last minute, Mary threw in the $2,000. It was just enough to reassure our investors and we didn't have to close up.
0: And you didn't have a honeymoon
1: either. No. No? No, but Potter was licked again. So when he called me into his office one day, I was just about the most surprised man in Bedford Falls.
2: Well, and I want to tell you, George Millard, that during the Depression, you and I have been about the only ones kept our heads in this town. Thanks, Mr. Father. Yeah, All that talent, and where does it get you? 28 and 29, married, <laughs> and making $40 a week. 45 and you're the smartest young fellow in town. All right, all right. Now, what's your point, Mr. Potter? I want to hire you. You... you want to hire me? Manage my affairs, run my properties. 20,000 a year. Dollars? And two months vacation with pay before you start work. <laughs> Take yourself a little jaunt around the world first, eh? Oh, Everest. The bale of cashmere
1: and the moon pools of the east and the deep Aegean and the whispering aurora.
2: Well, George, well, but what about the loan company? Well, what about it? We'll
1: dissolve it. Oh, No. Oh no! Oh, I don't want your dirty job. What? You sit here and you think the whole world revolves around you and your money. Well, it doesn't. You're out of your mind. I won't let you buy me away from the people who depend on me, Robbie. And I've made my
2: decision, Potter. And may it stick in your craw to regret as long as you live, George Bailey. May it stick in your fool craw.